All right, thanks for joining us today. We have another Greenleaf Investing Update. Today we're going through our retail performance from the end of the fourth quarter. We have myself, Dave Codre, and Andrew, and we're excited to share uh, how our performance went. We had a fantastic fourth quarter. Yes, yes, yes. So all deals uh, this, uh, this, this quarter paid prefs. Um, we had one that paid 87% of prefs, but for the rest of them we're paying prefs. And about half of our deals right now are paying profits. So we're doing, we're doing pretty good. That's, that's a pretty good quarter. Pretty good quarter, we, yes. We yes. did an update about, probably came out about a week or two ago, about uh, over the past four years, how we've gone to about $45 million in retail assets is what we've now uh, purchased right. and acquired. Purchased with 18 assets, and we've exited five, and I think we calculated the overall our return on those five re, uh, exits were about 33% the project so that's overall that's so pretty good so very solid in and out performance there and then we're looking at just the fourth quarter we saw consistent and predictable cash flows from all the deals we had you know we mentioned about half of them paid profits as well and some of the thoughts are like how are these deals starting to pay profits now well a lot of them have annual rent escalations or rent escalations every three years we have a couple different formats of that over all of our deals but for the most part we have our fixed debt and we have rents that are increasing as we hold these deals. So now we're getting into the territory where we are seeing cash distributions that are up around seven or 8% with those profits. And remember that one of the reasons we set up the retail business at Greenleaf was because these are the most predictable and most uh, reliable payers. We, we know who the tenant is. The tenant's gonna be a large corporation managed by a professional management team. And on the Greenleaf side, you know, our business plan is our business plan and when it works it works and when we know what the income is we know what the expenses are we could pretty much predict the income over the over the next few years until yeah. our exit yeah, and we've been very conscious of what brands we we work with we're not just out there buying anything uh as you've seen in a lot of the acquisitions we've done we we really like zaxby's we like the dollar store chains we you know we love our zaxby's and we love our dollar stores and they're so, hard to buy right now they are hard but we're <laughs> you know we look at a bunch of deals to be able to try and find the ones uh, that are able to work for us. So, yes. so this quarter, very mm. successful, everything distributed. Let's talk about uh, our deal in Texas. That's the one that paid 87% of its prep for the quarter. So it's the one deal we have that didn't pay full prep, but that was expected. Yeah, that's our clean Applebee's and that was just part of the business plan. We predicted for the first year, we'd be about a 5% prep or 5% return on the investment, but we're getting a 10% rent bump in July of this year. And so after that 10% rent bump, our 5% cash on cash return turns into almost 7% cash on cash return. Yeah, so so that's all in the business plan. Our prefs in most of our retail deals is 6%. So in this situation, we were purchasing a deal that wouldn't meet pref in the first eight, nine months. We hold it until we get the 10% rental rate bump. And now we're not only exceeding our pref, but we're into uh, kind of profits on those quarterly distributions. So, right. And don't forget, PREF is just, it's, we call it beer money, or I call it beer money. It's, it's money Depends in your pocket. Depends how much you're getting. It, it's how much <laughs> you're getting, but we're also paying down debt, and effectively, your, your return is improved because we're paying down principal every month we pay a mortgage, too. Correct. Yeah, and our business strategy has always been this way, but we are looking to get fixed-rate amortizing loans. So that can certainly reduce current cash flows when you're thinking about, hey, why don't I just get an interest-only option uh, for as long as I can? That's just not our strategy. We are looking for amortizing loans, so we are paying down principal. We feel that is a safer way to make real estate investments. And in this case, if we are paying out our preferred returns of 6%, if 
We have profits that are adding 1% or 2% to those returns. We'll also see principal reduction in our loans, which could add another 1% or 2% on an annual basis to our investment returns. Right. And then on the exit, when we finally exit these assets, we're always looking at, well, hopefully we're not going to be able to match 33% forever, or maybe we will. But, you know, we're going yeah. to get that minimum return that's going to be better than the stock market, better than other investments, and yeah. we're going to hit those 15 to 20 percent It's just stable, returns. predictable is what we're looking to do. Yeah. We're trying to reduce risk as much as we can, and we do that with stable debt, and we do that with choosing our tenants wisely. Yes, yes. So, so that's the highlights for the fourth quarter. From a reporting standpoint, if you log into our investment management software and you go to documents, that's where we have detailed reports on every one of our retail investments. And if you have invested in that, you'll see all the financial statements and write up for that specific asset. Additionally, all of our distributions go out on the 20th. So it takes a few days, depending on banks, for them to hit. But everything is going out on the 20th, which is a Friday this quarter. So all right, let's talk a little bit about trends that we saw in the fourth quarter. And some of these carried over a little bit from the third quarter, but we're starting to see see some things that are different. It's, it's hard right now. We, we used to be able to buy a, a seven cap dollar general last year anytime we wanted and get three and a half percent debt and or four percent debt. And that's now gone. So yep. our, our business model has changed. And I, I will say the one thing that's unchanging in our business is change. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. There is always change happening. There is always change. And, so. and we have to adapt to it. If we don't adapt to it, um, well, you, you talked about this before. If you're not adapting your you're essentially dying. You're, you're essentially dying if you're not yeah. adapting. Yeah. You've got to be yeah. always ready for change. So I think interest rates have obviously been a driving conversation. I think that's been, been almost beaten to death. And, but we haven't seen cap rates really start to drive up too much yet. Yeah, some people are claiming cap rates have moved maybe 50 points. But when, when interest rate has moved 300 points or 400 points and cap rates have moved 50 points, there's a disconnect. Yeah. And, there, and there's some, certainly some, you can look at situations where like people don't have to sell. Right, we don't have to sell. Right, yeah, so we could just right. hold the assets we have, take the cash flow that we are getting. And we just so, watch the market cycle, because yeah. remember, real estate's always about a market cycle, so you buy and you sell in the right market cycle, and those are the, you know, those are the, those are the important decisions to make, because real estate is a timing game, and it's also an interest rate game, so it's, it's just yeah. what it is. And so I think most people are probably just holding instead of trying to sell right now if they don't need to. Right. So in that case, cap rates have not driven up too significantly, so it's, it's certainly compressed the yield that you can pull off. When we look at some of the new deals we are doing, because we, we are still able to find deals, we are still right. able to find cap rates now that we're seeing over sevens, over eights. But, but our deals now have shifted, they're different. They're no longer five-year cash flow deals where we hold the deal for five years, make a good return, and then sell it in five years. We're, we're looking at more short-term deals now where we're taking a, a one-year lease or two-year lease and turning it into a five, 10, or 15-year lease. And they're going to be shorter holds. We're going to hold them for about one or two years like we did. That We're looking at an IHOP right now that we'll do this with. We just bought um, our IHOP in spring, and we did this. Uh, yeah, that, one, that was our second deal in Texas where yeah, yeah. we purchased a short-term lease. We had a better cap rate because of that right? because we're essentially assuming that risk. So I had a higher cap rate. And then we were able to sign a longer-term lease. We turned it into that. a 15-year lease literally at closing. Yeah. So, so that opportunity – is out there, but even when we look at mortgage rates that we're seeing, you mentioned they're up three, four hundred points. So, you know, we're seeing rates that are in the six or seven percent range. Yes, someone quoted me. In fact, uh, one of our partner bankers quoted me seven and a quarter, and I told him he's hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> seven, yeah. So between six and seven is what we can currently yeah. get right there. That's what we saw really in the fourth quarter. I mean, 
even as rates rise more, though, that's probably going to that's probably going to trend up even a little bit higher. So let's talk about store demand. So a lot of times we receive financials from our stores on how they are performing or what they've done, but it doesn't really give a true picture of demand. Right, because it's, it's hard. We, we know prices are going up. We know store sales are going up. So overall, 2022 was a good year for store sales. So all store sales were up. However, store sales are up because of inflation, and are they selling? Are they selling to fewer amount of people and making the same and making more money? So is there margin difference? So you know, we, we don't. We know the top line number. We don't know operational numbers when it comes to operating like a Zaxby's or something like yeah. that. But we know chicken prices are going up. We could have guessed potato prices are going up. Uh, Zaxby's sauce. I'm assuming uh, the raw materials behind Zaxby's <laughs> going sauce up too. is going up too. So. so when we think about that situation, if we if we take a Zaxby's and they're going to sell say ten thousand chicken sandwiches. If they sell them for more simply because of inflation, yeah, they have higher revenue. I think the concern becomes when we, we really want to be able to get a handle on demand and say, look, yeah. did they actually only sell 9,000 chicken sandwiches? And they made more revenue because they're charging more, right. but demand is actually slowing. And their margin might have been a little bit smaller, yeah. too, on those 9,000 chicken sandwiches, too, even though they, they sold more and they, their top line number was better, their, their bottom line number, we don't. We right. Yeah. We so we can't really tell insight into that, but that's certainly something we are starting to keep an eye on. Uh, more trying. We can't really get that information. We don't know actual raw material sales in any of our leases. Right. We get top line revenue normally as a report that we're getting from our tenants, but we're very much looking at what are the demand numbers and how can we look into what that demand is. Another way we do that is through our foot traffic reports. So we're looking to see, man, if store sales are up, but foot traffic is down, that could be an indicator of that. But we really have to look into the details to try and see uh, what's happening there. So that's something we're looking at. Uh, we'll probably have more information on that over the next couple quarters here as we see yes. how that pans out. So what do we learn? Let's talk about uh, some of the stuff we learned and opportunities that are coming up for really 2023. Right. Well, you know, th there's always an opportunity. The question is, what is it? because it's going to look different this year than it looked last year. We're looking at debt right now. We're looking at how do we find out which loans are coming due, and somebody who had a 3% debt loan isn't going to have to refinance it a 7% debt loan, and maybe they did a little bit higher leverage than they should have, and so they're going to be in trouble. Those are going to be some of the opportunities we're looking for. We haven't seen those yet, but we're talking about them, and we're looking for them right now. Right. Yeah, those will be probably good opportunities to uh, find acquisition targets. And... Purely the number of acquisition targets that we can look at, you know, the more we can look at, the better opportunity we have to find something. So really trying to get as much as we can into our, into our analysis funnel as we can. And, and it's also important to remember that when, when people finance these deals at like 80% or high, high loan-to-value ratios, when their values fluctuate, their, um, their uh, debt actually fluctuates compared to the value of the property. So if, if the value of the property... If they are at 80% debt and the value of the property goes down 10%, their loan all of a sudden became a 90% plus loan according to the bank. And yep. it's, um, when they refinance it, if they have to refinance it now, and they have to come to, be cash, a challenge. Yeah, to that's, come to cash with closing, it's, you know, it's going to be a hard You think one. about just opportunities and, and kind of what have we learned over the years. It's like less debt makes things easier. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, less debt have... lets you weather the storm. And, uh, and all of our deals are 
most of them are 65% loan when we purchase them, and so that, now they're probably less than 65%. Maybe we have a few at 70% loan to value, but for the most part, our low debt lets us weather the storm right now. Yeah, that's what we're looking at. So let's talk about um, looking forwards, right? So we're going to see what's going to happen in 2023 and what are we going to take it, what are we going to be able to take advantage of? And really, our, the big thing that we're looking at are these opportunistic leases where we can, if we can find a short-term lease that has bad debt, it's like that's really the best opportunity we're going to have. It's a to, perfect storm. That would be perfect. We can, you know. And not marketed to anyone else except someone came to us and said, hey, guys, would you <laughs> like this? Completely off market. But <laughs> yes. the reality is there will be loans, loans that are coming up this year that are also, also tied to leases. Typically in the retail space, uh, the loan you receive when you acquire it is tied to how long the lease is. So if you have a one-year lease, a bank isn't going to give you a 10-year loan. So they want to see a 10-year loan, 10-year lease to receive a 10-year loan when you acquire it. So most loans that are coming up now, they're also going to have leases that are coming up as well. And that could really pose some, some one challenges yet opportunities to find loans that are coming due that need to really rethink kind of the rate and the payments that they're at with also leases that are coming due. So we can capitalize on both of those for an opportunity in 2023. All right, that is it for the fourth quarter. Overall, things were very good. We are excited that everything is making a distribution. We're excited that we've got over 50% of our deals paying out profits. And we get to figure out what we're doing for 2023 and shift our business. So where are we going? Yeah, that's always exciting. it's, 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 It's a challenge. And, you know, this is what we're here for. Yeah. So thanks for watching, everyone. For more tips on operating and investing in real estate, please check us out at greenleafmanagement.com or find us on YouTube and Spotify.